Yeah. Let me just move some stuff real quick. Hold on. Oh, the amount of setup required is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, set it up, you know? Let me set it up. It's just gotta be set up. Alright. Welcome back to the zone. Episode two. Really episode three, but we don't count the pilot episode. Uh today we have Danny. Howdy. Javier. Good morning. And our very special guest, Marvin. Hello. Good afternoon. It's actually afternoon. Same thing. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> and I'm your host, Paul. And today, we're going to be talking about a little thing called Altera. And we'll get into some other stuff as well. But first, Marvin, what is Altera? Altera, for short, or Altera Cloud Storage, is, you can say, a small startup company um, located somewhere here in the Midwest, and uh, it's more than just a cloud storage company. So we're not, you know, out there trying to compete with, you know, the likes of Google, uh, Microsoft in terms, you know, of storage, but we do offer you know, storage options for our customers. However, it is more than just cloud storage. Uh, we also offer a secure and private networking for, for VPN. A VPN, but this is the type of VPN that uh, that you would use if you wanted to have a secure firewall on your network but you don't want to spend endless hours um, or money on hardware or software configuration um, to set up a secure firewall uh, so if you're interested in advertisement blocking you know content filtering and you know uh, you know real-time malware and virus protection then this is the kind of a firewall that you would subscribe to as our customer. Um, so it is a, um, we are a software as a service company and um, it can easily be installed on your home network. Um, and we're not an internet service provider, just to be clear. Um, you still need an internet service provider uh, for your internet needs, um, but you will, whatever equipment that you decide to because uh, there's several options for installing the equipment for for Altera Cloud. Whatever equipment you ultimately decide with um, will plug into your existing network um, slash internet so that you can connect to the private servers that Altera is hosting um, in various locations here in the Midwest. And those servers are being monitored, maintained, um, by myself and my two other business partners uh, and we ensure the safety and basically the safety of everybody that's on this network um, you know uh, we're the first line of defense for any cybersecurity attacks uh, any vulnerabilities that need to be patched in the network any servers uh, we mainly run on FreeBSD for our 
uh, storage and networking. So our routers run on PFSense, and that's what our firewalls run on. What is it's what is that for? What, what is uh, what you just described for everyone that doesn't know what that means in simple terms? So PFSense is an open source firewall that is free to download, you know, on the on the internet. Um, you can create your own router. You could repurpose an old PC or server as a router that that would give you enterprise-like features that are not normally um, available on consumer routers. So that's what Altera runs on. We're uh, using PFSense, which is free BSD, uh, to run our network. And it is constantly being updated and maintained uh, in order to provide you with those secure services that I discussed. Um, there's plenty of tutorials out there on YouTube um, and forums out there on how to use PFSense, how to set it up in your own home environment. But for the average user, you know, the average user doesn't necessarily, you know, won't will, will necessarily do that. So Altera is here to set up your homes um, with that kind of uh, network security without having to actually um, take the time or spend the money on hardware uh, to to learn how to do it and run it on your own. Um, you'll, you know, you're more than welcome to run a PFSense firewall of your own at home if you like. But you know, by being part of Altera, you'll have support and uh, the experience of our team here that um, will guide you in whatever questions you have. Uh, so you're, in other words, you're not alone. If you if if you're if if you're new to network security and you want to even learn more about network security, you know maybe you want to join Altera because you want to learn more about networking and how to secure your home network. Um, Altera is a great way to start that, um, and you might later decide that you might, you know, do these things on your own, and that's okay. Um, so really, you know, we're we're looking to educate people now, uh, even if it's the average people, on how to secure, better secure themselves. You know, on a, whether it's a a Mac, PC, Linux, uh, whether it's your phone. Uh, whether it's email um, or even saving files, you know, and you and or, and securely sharing your files with other people in your house or family, um, you know, we uh, teach you best practices when it comes to to um, you know securing your network and your data. So, so me me and you were talking yesterday. For the boys that don't know. Uh, I was talking to Marvin, and I was talking about how people that run. Well, he was talking to me about how people run that run businesses would be, mainly benefit from from this service. And I was thinking, how business wise can you use Altera besides saving files or projects or things like that? How would how would yeah. you, how would you use that? That's a good question. So yes, you know, content creators, people who who store heavily, you know, terabytes and terabytes of, of storage, whether it's for editing videos or for production use, like, you know, 
you know, you do you you will get to learn how to build your own NAS, your network attached storage, um, and and it's more than just having a NAS at your home because anybody can go out there and purchase a NAS, um, a, a pre-built NAS, or they can build their own. But by integrating your NAS with Altera, you're increasing their NAS security because you know you can decide. You know, you, you, you can create different accounts for your households. Like if you're a small business or a startup and you have, you know, employees, 10 or 15 employees or, or a growing number of employees, I should, I should word it that way, then Altera would make it as a solution for you to easily manage those employees because we have a web portal where you can manage your, you know, if you're, if you're the, the owner, the manager, um, you know, IT administrator, of that company or startup, you can easily manage your employees and through a web portal because all those, you know, because uh, we, we offer the service of being able to create, um, provision, um, disable, uh, reset passwords, um, you know, security questions in case somebody forgets their password. So we're, we're, we specialize in account management as well. So, um, you know, just think of how uh, schools operate, how every uh, student, employee, teacher needs to have an account uh, in order to, to um, gain access on the network or to log into a computer. So Altera is very similar in that regard that you need an account to use the services, whether it's storing your files, logging into your computer, logging into the router, if you're an IT administrator, logging into your Altera email your Altera workplace, which is, you know, like our messenger, but for, but for Altera, we do have a messaging app. Um, so your account is everything. It's a single sign on process. And you know, that it's a benefit for the startup and, uh, small businesses that are, have a growing number of employees and makes it easier for you to manage them. So how big can your business get before you have to use something else other than Altera or can you use Altera indefinitely? Um, at this moment, you know, we're supporting just smaller businesses, you know, we're talking about, you know, companies that or startups that are under 25. But if, but if, but if our services start to grow in a way, and we need to, you know, you know. Our, our, in other words, our, our database, our system can handle hundreds and thousands of users potentially. That's not the issue. The issue is in having the available storage or, or hardware or the, or, uh, or, or, or that is just that. Uh, what limits us is the amount of the, our team. You know, our team is small. You know, our support team is pretty small at the moment. And, you know, for us to be able to manage thousands of users, hundreds and thousands of users, you know, we, we wouldn't have enough hours in a day to do that. So we would have to hire um, employees, you know, in a IT department just to manage all those accounts. Um, and, you know, and for services like email, we would have to start looking at some kind of uh, package from, from an uh, email provider like uh, Gmail or Zoho, you know, where we can... You know, we will have to discuss licensing options so that we can securely post their email for them um, as their number of users grow. So that so those are the things that down the road we have to um, 
look into. So almost like a school and them using Gmail for all their students' passwords and uh, emails and things like that? So similar, yeah. So we're using Zoho. Um, and what is Zoho? Zoho is a competitor to um, uh, Gmail. So you've heard of Google Suites, right? Google what? Uh, Google Suites for um, G Suites. I have so it's a never heard of it. Productivity. So it's what it's what schools, universities, and other large corporations use. You know, Google Drive, Google Mail, Google Meet, Google Classroom. You know, all these Google products are all integrated into one suite, and uh, it's it's cloud computing. That's basically what it is, uh, and and Google offers this. Uh, but there's Google's not the only one that does this. Uh, we also, you know, Zoho is a big competitor, especially in India. Uh, uh, that's where they're that's where they're headquartered, actually, and they're really big in India. They're competing uh, heavily with. Um, with uh, G Suite because they offer the same kinds of cloud computing services that uh, Google does as well. And Microsoft is another big player. Microsoft has a lot of cloud computing services out there. Um, uh, you know, Office 365, OneDrive for storage. You know, Microsoft Office on, you know, online and stuff like that. So you definitely, you know, they're, you know, those, I would, those are the three big ones that I know of. Um, and we're using Zoho because Zoho uh, supports small startups and um, and Zoho is free to use for companies under 25 so which is why I put that number out there earlier that you know if, if we start to see startups or companies growing beyond 25 employees and we're, we're looking at a subscription, um, you know, whether it's with Zoho or some other uh, provider. Okay, but as of right now, Altera is free to use, right? It just it's just a matter of you, your business setting up how it would be run through the through the service, right? Yes, it's it's free for our users, for, you know, to. To you know, sign up for an account to join Altera. Um, you know, obviously, if, if if a startup decides to 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 want to set up their own storage server or or storage needs or or setting up their computers to integrate with Altera, obviously those are projects that companies could hire us for. You know, the services themselves um, are not what we charge for. Um, for like accounts, but if you want us to go to on-site or assist you remotely with integrating your um, existing computers and employees into this network, those are the kind of things that you know uh, we, we can look at. Um, you know where you have to you know get a contract with Altera and we can perform those those services. So, what would you say? Um, for Altera, what would you say you have to offer that, say, these these other things that... I cannot speak today. Jeez. What would you say Altera has that other companies don't? 
so like the OneDrive, Microsoft OneDrive, and the Google Cloud, things like that. What would you say you have that 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 is better than than what they can offer? I mean, are you talking about just OneDrive by itself, or? or... Well, Altera in general. Because you can't compare Altera to like OneDrive or Google Drive, because that's not what we are. Um, you know, OneDrive is free to use for anybody out there. You know, to store all your documents, pictures. You know, you can download the app on your phone, computer. You know, that's not what we're about. Um, because OneDrive is not offering you. Um, support for business. Okay, Marvin, I'm going to stop you right there. So as the layman, well, I wouldn't really consider myself a layman because I have worked in IT, so I'm not completely blind. I would like to sum up that Altera is a service and tech support um, small for small startup companies to and the technologically illiterate that would help those learn and know better on how to protect themselves and their network. Is that correct? That's correct. If you sum it up, that's basically what we're doing. So one, you know, OneDrive by itself does not do all of that. You know, so Javier makes a good point that we're more about, you know, giving you storage. It's about, you know, um, giving you the hands-on experience and training on how to secure your network, your devices, your data, um, you know, through this secure firewall that we've created, you know, over the years. And, um, you know, Altera began um, back in around you know, 2014. So so we've had about... So relatively years, recently. Relatively recently. It's about six years in the making. And um, we've rebranded a few times. And uh, uh, we've gotten to a point where our servers are not just in one location, but they're in, you know, two other locations. We have three undisclosed locations um, in the Midwest, you know, that are actively for redundancy and backup so that, uh, you know, our services are, you know, uptime are near 100%. And I'm, I'm, of course, I'm not going to say it's always 100% because there could be outages just like with any other service. Right, not accounting for natural disasters. Correct. Well, Marvin, I'd like to thank you for introducing Altera Cloud. I think the gist of the service has been out there. Would you like to give us a link later on that we can post in the description? Um, for now, we just have the, the website, which which, um, you know, quickly promotes what Altera does. Um, but as far as like uh, signing up to be partner with Altera or, or using our services, uh, we can put out some kind of form out there or a webpage so that, uh, you know, for those that are interested, you know, we you can fill out the form and, um, you know, me and my partners will reach out to you and um, we'll discuss, you know, your needs and possibly an installation date, um, because that's, you know, we'll, we'll sign like a, a, some kind of contract where we agree on what the services are. And um, yeah, so we agree on what the services are and set up an installation date. Um, we do support uh, remote installations. 
uh, so we can ship you the equipment if needed to be. If you're not, you know, if, if you live in another state or part of the world, you know, uh, for now I think we're just looking in the, you know, 50 US states. Um, I mean, just, just because of legal reasons. Um, there's so the lower 48. Basically. I mean, I don't mind Alaska and Hawaii, but basically Alaska. just in the U.S. because of, you know... Did you say Alaska and Hawaii aren't states? I don't consider them states. <laughs> we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> uh, you heard it first, ladies and gentlemen. The said, links will be in the description. All right. I said all 50 states. But anyway, thank you for having me. Well, I wanted to ask one more question. You don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, I wanted to ask one more question. Dummy thick bro. Where, where would you like? Where do you see Altera being in the next two or three years? You've you've been you've been you've been around since 2014. You know, stop looking. Let's stop looking at the past. Let's look towards the future. Where do you think you'll see Altera in two to three more years? Kicking the shit out of Google. <laughs> I I mean, let's be realistic. Uh, All right, if two years is less. How about five? Tech support company, for sure. Um, uh, as consultants, possibly IT consultants, you could hire us to um, install a firewall. You, you, you know. I would say five years from now or beyond. Like, if you are moving into a new building or you're starting up a new company and you need network infrastructure, you know, we'll we'll have a team out there, you know, running lines and you know, building, you know, putting together an MDF room, you know, racks, server racks, you know, we'll, we'll be setting up installations, uh, and they don't necessarily have to be Altera related. They could be, you know. You know, it could be for a company that wants to do everything in-house. So like, if you're a company that wants all the equipment and software to do stuff in-house, or you'll be able to hire us, and we'll be able to, um, you know, consult and the kinds of, you know, uh, the kinds of subscriptions, software that will make that possible. Because you know, think think of a a company that's trying to. I don't know. So what's a good startup company that doesn't have to be IT related, but just um, you know, even if it's just a retail store, a new kind of retail store, let's just suppose. And um, not that not that retail, not that things are going to go retail in the future, but you know, I'm going to think from a non-IT perspective. You know, for those individuals wanting to start a, a company, if, if they want a, an online presence, you know, any retail company is going to need to have an online presence. And um, whether that's a website, you know, network infrastructure, a free public Wi-Fi, uh, you know, if you want to have free public Wi-Fi, but also have a, a secure Wi-Fi or a secure network for all business transactions, you got to be able to separate the kind of traffic. You know, you can't have everything on one network. And those are the kind of projects that, you know, in the future we want to be hired for, so that we can, you know, tell you what kind of hardware equipment, what kind of software to buy, 
what kind of subscriptions you need, you know, and you can rely on our industry experience to be able to uh, meet your your business needs. That's right, Skill Terrible. Ah, I see. That's that's pretty. So this good. is just a start. Hell yeah! All right, Marvin. This has been a pleasure learning about. Oh. Alright, well, thanks for having me. Thank you, sir. Well, thank you for coming on to explain Altera. And if anyone is interested, we like we said, we will have links in the description as well as the Twitch chat for anyone that wants to go and look at it right now live. But, all right. but um, yeah, thank you for coming on, Marvin. Maybe we could have you on in the future as well and talk more about tech-related things or things like that. All right, well, I appreciate the time. I'd be more than glad to uh, come back. Aww. Yeah, well, we always welcome you back anytime. So thank you for joining. Uh, we'll see if we can get our fourth member in to continue the zone. But as of right now, it's just going to be us three. Continue forward. So we will continue forward. All right, well, so I would like to talk about <laughs> a video game juggernaut that I feel like doesn't get as much credit as it should. Ah, yes. A game that I feel was integral, or is integral, I'd like to say. It's not quite dead. Well, it is dead. To the video game market, and I would say the horror genre in general, and that is Dead Space. Yeah. Why is that? It had a game. Time. The game will be coming up on its 12th anniversary here in October. So 12 years since the release of the first Dead Space. And it really innovated a lot of horror genre mechanics. It borrowed a lot as well from older games and improved upon them. Which I feel is why the game was so well received and so fun. And obviously it had three sequels. The third one eventually put it in the grave because EA and their money-grubbing ways uh, can't really leave anything well enough alone, and they kill everything they touch. <laughs> I now I didn't really you two, like who, who's played Dead Space. I have not, but I've heard of it. Essentially, an RPG set in space where there's uh, undead coming after you. I know it's a very. Am I right? <laughs> Wrong. No. I didn't. Oh, I thought it. Dude, I thought the game was scary, and I didn't play it the third one at least. So, I would describe Dead Space the trilogy more along the lines of the Fast and the Furious movies. The first one was a horror game, an isolation horror game shooter. So, like, if you've ever played Resident Evil Four, it's more along those lines, kind of like isolationist shooter where it's just you versus everything else. Dead Space 2, they added some action elements, and Dead Space 2 was a hell of a sequel, in my opinion, and in the internet's opinion in general. Dead Space 2 is a sequel done right. They took everything that they did right in the first game, and they improved upon it. They added new environments, new weapons, new mechanics, and it all flowed very well. It, it wasn't a game without its shortcomings, but it was a game that kept its heart, so to speak. 
Now, Dead Space 3, which killed the series I'd rather not talk about, was a lot less horror. Not to say the game wasn't scary, it had its moments, but it focused more on combat shooting and action sequences. What about what about Fear? Fear was an excellent game series. I enjoyed Fear 3 the most. I liked that one. That was the only one I played. For, it came out in, what, I want to say 2013? Let me look it up. Did Jamie pull it up? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> 2011. 2011. For its time, a co-op shooter along those lines, it was actually pretty ambitious, I'd like to say. And from what I remember, it was pretty well-reviewed, too. 7 out of 10. On what? Um, Steam. <laughs> yeah. PC Gamer rated at it 74%. 89% of people like the video game. Hooray for mediocrity. Oh, dude, that's kind of nutty. I mean, I liked it. It was pretty good. I thought it was good. What about Prey? Or have uh, you which one? The original Prey or the remake? The, oh, this, the, the remake, yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it pretty heavily. It had that... Was it made by Bethesda? Let me see. Maybe? I'm pretty sure it was made by Bethesda. No. Actually, yeah, publi it was published by Bethesda, but it was made by Arcane Studios. Arcane Studios, if you are also unaware, made the Dishonored series, which is fantastic. Oh, yeah, that is that is a good um, series. I, Prey did a lot of things right, but yeah. I feel like it didn't really go far enough with its story. But I think for what it was, it was good. You know, it was a survival shooter set on a desolate space station. Wait, they also made the Bioshock right? 2. Do they make Bioshock? Oh, yes, the they did. The Bioshocks. Yeah, they're one of the, uh, it says they're one of the developers. For Bioshock 2? Do you mean Bioshock 2 is in T-O-O? Or Bioshock 2 is in Bioshock 2? Bioshock 2, number 2. Uh, that was my favorite Bioshock. Out of the three, yes. Yeah. People don't like I get, it. Well, I guess, I, guess they oh. had, I guess they had a hand in it, but... Yeah, sometimes studio collab. Yeah. I didn't really like one, because I felt like the mechanics were really clunky by the time I got to it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't enjoy 3, because I feel like it kind of lost what made Bioshock cool. Yeah, because you're not in Rapture anymore, you're just literally in space. Yeah, and or I mean, like, the whole, like, dimensional rap rupturing thing Oh, that ending cool. was so dumb. Unbelievable. Yeah, you liked it? Oh. it was okay. Wait, the, wait, which one? The Bi ending of Infinite? Bioshock Infinite. Wasn't that the one where, um... There's multiple timelines. Yeah, there's multiple timelines. There's multiple timelines, but you're the linchpin for all the timelines, so they kill you to prevent all the other timelines from happening. Oh, okay. In the essence that the timelines that you were bad in will go away, but also the timelines that you were good in, but it's a sacrifice, yada, yada, yada. I thought, I thought that was a cool concept. It is a cool concept. It's really contrived, though. I thought it was terrible. There's no, it's just too complicated. Like the original is just, all right, people went underwater to form this new civilization. Like, all right, something I get behind, something I can understand. Well, the original was a societal piece more than anything. The original was all about the bourgeoisie, the proletariat, and it had like Marxist undertones. Like, and I don't know if you ever, if you remember much from the original, but it was all like very us-y. Whereas 
whereas Infinite played a lot more on um, psychological Infin- aspects. Infinite was like a join us type of thing too, you know? I guess all kinda, three of them were kind of. Because yeah. you, you were the false prophet. Yeah, it was a whole thing about religion and the false prophet, but it, I feel like its undertones came more down to the idea of does the good you're, you out, do outweigh the evil that you've done even if it's not you, it's you in different timelines. <laughs> yeah, overly complicated. Like, I don't care if another timeline version of me was Hitler. You know, what if this timeline version of me was Obama? Get the girl and wipe away the dead. Oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, and like the blackouts they would have every now and then. I feel like Burial at Sea, though, was a pretty good DLC. I didn't get to play it, but I saw it. It, it was fantastic. It took you back to Rapture. Put you in Elizabeth's shoes. Yeah, that one's cool. It had a sad, sad ending. Didn't though. she die? Yeah, she dies, and it's like the last version of her. So the reason she can't die in the main game is because every time she dies, she kind of just switches places with a different version of her that didn't die. Oh. And because like the whole, it's the whole idea of quantum suicide that whenever she dies, there's a branched off reality where she didn't die, and that's the reality that the game follows. Or that this Elizabeth consciousness follows. And the idea in Burial Sea is that she's run out of branches to take. She's on her last life, essentially. That's pretty cool. And it starts off the beginning of um, the original Bioshock. Everything you do is uh, to get Jack's plane to crash. Uh, Wait, but why, though? What do you mean? Why, why Why do they want the plane to crash? So they want the plane to crash in Burial at Sea, or Fontaine does, because he's the leader of the Rebellion in Rapture, if you don't remember. Um, they want the plane to crash because Jack is a clone of Andrew Ryan. Who... What? Yep, yeah, so Andrew Ryan cloned sons, essentially, then sent these sons away to the surface. Um, they cloned, uh, they called Jack back to a flight because he, all the clones had like um, conditioning placed mm-hmm. in them, so like certain keywords would set them off. Oh, so almost like sleeper. But agents. they also they shared his biology. They shared Andrew Ryan's biology, and everything in Rapture ran on biological locks. So like the computer systems that ran everything ran on biological locks. So in order to take over the city, they needed Andrew Ryan's DNA, but of course they couldn't get it from Andrew Ryan. So they put Jack on a plane, they collapse the plane over the Atlantic, which is what you do at Burial at Sea as Elizabeth. Um, and then Jack eventually kills, I don't know if you remember the plot of Bioshock 1, Jack killed uh, Andrew Ryan because of his conditioning. Um, and then eventually, I think, dies at the end, depending on what ending you get. So are they all, were they all conditioned to just kill Andrew Ryan? Then? No, they're not conditioned to kill Andrew Ryan. Their conditioning causes them... That if you know their code word, they can't refuse commands. Oh, right. So it's that oh, whole would saying, you kindly. Uh, a slave would obeys. You kindly. Would you kindly? Yeah, would you kindly. Um, and personally, I like Bioshock 2. Oh, more yeah. than Bioshock 1. I Bioshock. like the whole idea of being this big, hulking um, thing that you feared so much in Bioshock 1. Like, you have become the boogeyman, essentially. <laughs> big daddy. <laughs> but it's you're you're a tragic hero, right? Like you're this guy that accidentally found Rapture that was stuffed in a suit, and then conditioned to be this monster. And now that the cat's out of the bag, you're essentially just trying to continue doing what you were doing before. I hated 
Tannenbaum, dude. She was the worst. Oh, my God. Tannenbaum was... I feel like the the drive for the villain wasn't there, at least literary speaking. Like, her whole idea was she was taking over after Andrew Ryan had died in Rapture. And she was always, like, a political opponent that was sitting in the wings. And if Andrew Ryan was communist, or not communist, Andrew Ryan was libertarian, I want to say. Because he was all about, like, a man builds what whatever. Oh, yeah. And, like, unfettered scientific achievements. And, like, it doesn't matter if you do drugs or, like, enhance your body. Like, as long as you're doing it for your betterment. Whereas Tannenbaum was all about us and joining the family. So I'd say she was probably socialist. Maybe communist if you get really far into it. Yes, yeah, everyone gets a share. I, I got the uh, the good ending for Bioshock 2 on the first try. Was was there were different endings? There were like six oh, different endings. Wait, yeah. What? Each game had different endings. What? How? Yeah, or the second Except one. Except Infinite, the second Infinite one. didn't have any different endings. Infinite yeah, only you had just, one. You could sacrifice like the little girls. And be like, all right, I'm gonna kill you, or I'm gonna, I'm gonna save you. Well, I understand that, that but one. I thought there, I thought there was only one or two options. So, um, for Bioshock One, there were only two things that would influence the ending. It's how many little sisters you saved, or how many you sacrificed and harvested. And then uh, what you did with Fontaine at the end with the key. Like if you chose to rule over Rapture or not. Bioshock 2 had six different ones, which changed also via if you harvested or saved the Little Sisters. Um, but also, like, because you... Okay, I don't know why you would say that. What do you say? You're going to jail, buddy. Oh. But um, <laughs> there were, there were like, uh, specific points in the story where you had to make a choice uh, based on NPC. Like killing a guy who flooded a park and killed a bunch of people, or like sparing an old lady that was like trying to kill you the entire time, and just walking away because you got what you came for. But otherwise, yeah. There's, so there there's were a lot multiple more endings. There wasn't just one or two. No, there were like six. Yeah. So well, the good ones obviously. All those, yeah, three all bad, all three good, go and circus. then some. Uh, some. Um, mixes between them. I remember them all. I played the shit out of Bioshock 2, by the way. Well, what, I think what, I went through the game eight times. What were the endings? Besides, so, besides, yeah, for the bad ones, um, you would die. Well, Delta dies in all of them. So, Delta yeah. is the big daddy you play as. But it depends how you die. So, in the bad ones, I remember one of them, Elizabeth, harvests you in order to gain the powers that you collected throughout the entire thing in order to try and take over the surface. Um, another one, she doesn't harvest you, but she kind of just, like, doesn't do anything. She just leaves you to suffocate on the deck. Mm -hmm. And then, I think in the last bad ending, um, she doesn't take your power, and she kind of sits on the edge, and then you see that all the bodies start floating up from the water, because when you escape from Rapture, you basically collapse the entire city. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. The good endings, she doesn't harvest you, she forgives you and she kind of puts your arms in a funeral position and then all the little sisters come to say goodbye but when you die is that they're not, not dead <laughs> yeah because they're not dead you saved them then in the second good ending she harvests you because she needs your guidance going forward and what's right to do and then all the little sisters say goodbye and then there's like a little big daddy doll that's like throughout the entire thing and they like throw it into the water as a burial 
and then in the very last one, she doesn't harvest you, um, and they say goodbye, but there are no little sisters because you didn't save them all. Like, even if you didn't necessarily harvest any of them, if you don't save them all, then you don't get that ending. So which one would you say is the true good ending? Probably the one where all the little sisters say goodbye and she harvests you. Yeah, because I was thinking that too. Because it, it makes sense. Like, throughout yeah, the entire guidance. thing, she's in your head. And it would be a nice role reversal at the end. Yeah. That she needs your guidance now after guiding you throughout the series. And that, that's what I liked about Bioshock. Is it always had its man-in-the-box type deal. So you always had that guiding voice throughout the series. So in the first one, it was... I, I forget his name all the time. Atlas. Yeah. Who the, the guy that would always say, would you kindly... Who turned out to be Fontaine in the end. She's a big dickhead, but... <laughs> And then in Bioshock 2 was Elizabeth and um, Sinclair. Oh, Sinclair is such a tragic character, too. Wait, and he was bad? No, he wasn't bad. He was actually, well, it depends what you look as bad, but he was very self-centered. But he didn't do anything outright to spite you. Um. And he gets the rough end of the deal in the end of it because Tenenbaum gets a hold of him and uh, turns him into a big daddy and you have to kill him. Oh, okay, I remember that part. Yeah, and he's, yeah, like, begging I, the I entire like, time to, I like, like, put him down. I liked his accent. Yeah, he had, like, that New Yorker's 60s accent. Yeah. And it was it was very poetic. There was also um, DLC for Bioshock 2. I don't oh, know yeah, Minerva's Den. There was, yeah, Minerva's Den, where you played as a, a different uh, Delta series, Big Daddy. Yeah, I didn't really go through it. I had it. <laughs> I played it. It was an entire different thing. Uh, you basically played as a scientist, and if I remember right, you um you did something wrong or you pissed somebody off, so they stuffed you in a big daddy suit. They they kind of like imprisoned you, but like as Rapture starts to fall, you kind of shake off the conditioning, so you're trying to uh, find your wife and a way to escape, and reverse the big daddy process. Mm. I'll actually have to play through all that now then. Oh, they're definitely worth it, and I recommend those games highly. They're actually pretty cheap on Steam, if you can catch them during a sale every now and then. Especially because they're remastered? Yes, they are in fact HD remastered. So that's good too. And the games always looked really good, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't think Bioshock 1 holds up as much, but 2 with the HD remaster looks pretty good, and Infinite always looked really good. Now let's talk about multiplayer. That was something Bioshock else. Bioshock 2 multiplayer was slapped. Oh, Bioshock 2 multiplayer was the shit. Yeah, they need to bring it back, dude. I remember playing it on on Xbox, maxing everything out. Dude, oh, it was easy. It was fun. Then everyone stopped playing. Yep. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Just not enough people to start the lobby. Yeah. It just died. Damn. Unfortunate, but it was a lot lasted. That brings back memories. It's kind of like Modern Warfare 2. Like, you can't go back to it now because just... It's cluttered with garbage. But for its time, it's like, oh man. I mean, if they remastered, it won't be cluttered. If they remastered, yeah, honestly. But no, they want to remaster the campaign only. That was so dumb of them. What? No. I'm still they probably going to play money. it. I'll, I'm still probably going to play it. Yeah, no, get money by remastering the multiplayer. People would pay $60 100% to play that game. Oh, yeah. If it was a standalone. Because they're smooth brains. If it was standalone, definitely. I would. I don't care, dude. That was the best game ever. I'd give Did my you money You see, out there's a right way to do a PC remake, and there's a wrong way to do a PC remake. The wrong way is what Infinity War and Treyarch are doing now, 
where they're releasing bits and pieces of games that yeah. they've already released with half-assed remakes that are written with bugs that need a 30 gigabyte update every other day. That looks so dumb. It's still dumb. Why are they doing that? Yeah, yeah and releasing them for drive. full price. They're doing it because people buy it. And then there's the right way to do it. If you look at what so 343 is doing with like the Master Chief Collection, like those games are being built from the ground up again, and they're being released for literally a sixth of the price well, yeah, that but they that, were released with. Yeah, but that's because, you know, everyone respects them, whereas Call of Duty, it's like, well, they have so many people. They don't have They, don't, they yeah. release a game every year. So it's the idea of quantity versus quality. Like, listen, Call of Duty Ghosts could come out remastered for like 40 or $50. I'm still going to buy it. I don't know why Call of Duty Ghost gets all the hate, alright? It was actually a great game. Great game. Dude, the alien mode in that one was so fun. It was it was nice. It was nice and and retuned than playing zombies all the time. Whereas you actually had an objective. You had an objective, there was a campaign, there were missions. I think the best zombie, although there was the other one that did that too. Um was it Infinity War? I don't know. Garbage. 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 Anything, I think it was infinite. Everything after Black Ops 3 up to Black Ops 4 garbage. No, man. They had that transit, though. Huh? That oh, wasn't uh, infinite. That was Black Ops 3, wasn't it? What? Black Ops 2. No, it was Black Ops 2. <laughs> I want to play that again. I need to play All right, that. boys. When are we getting Black Ops 3? No, I'm not a big Call of Duty guy. But for the zombies. For the zombies. And no, thank you. I'm going to go play Infection on Halo 3 when that drops for Steam. I got bored of Halo real quick. I don't know. I was expecting so much more. Like, like when, we, when we bought the remake for what the other Reach we all got. Yeah, Reach. I was, expecting, I was expecting so much more. I don't know. It was like a, it was like a substandard. Like, all right, first person shooter again. Uh, Reach was fun. I guess though. for it, I the thing it, it wasn't substandard when it came out. It was yeah. Like, I guess like if that game came out, today, you'd be like, oh, this is contrivative and it borrows from so much shit. Yeah. But like this was one of the forerunners that did it right. Mm -hmm. Great like, game. this is one of the games that did those mechanics before anybody else did those mechanics. It's a great game. There are a lot of great, great games. Which, which is why I can see why you would think that, because you never played the Halos when they first released. Mm-hmm. The nostalgia is unaffected. It's not even just nostalgia. Like, they're fun games, even if they are in your Yeah, fun I, I remember. I remember I had Reach on disc, and then I lost the disc or something, and then they came out with it on Xbox for free, and I was like, oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Good times. I don't know. I'm just waiting for three. Three was my favorite. Three was really good. By and far. I liked it. I think that was the first one I played. And then it was. And Danny, I think you'd like three more than you like Reach. Because Reach did borrow from a lot of the modern shooters with like its sprint mechanics and its armor abilities. Whereas, um, or Reach, yeah, but three was. um, it, it borrowed on a lot of like old school arena shooter type deals. So, I don't know if you ever played any of the old Quake games, like Quake Arena, Quake Battle, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it more it feels like. Well, not even so much on the fast-paced side. It's just, like, there's no bullshit. It's just aiming and meleeing and weapon placement and vehicles, right? So, it's skill. Banshees coming flying at you and running over. Oh, shit. Not paying attention, get got by a fucking mongoose or a ghost. I think, the, I think my favorite thing out of all the... Uh... Halo games was just getting a sticky and just throwing it and trying to stick people with it. Oh no, my favorite thing is seeing that guy running at you with an energy sword. 
knowing he's going to try and clap you, and then getting off the perfect uh, melee on it so it bounces him back and then clapping his shit. Oh my god. There was nothing more satisfying than getting a sword cancelled. Nothing. You had to time that so perfectly, or you were just dead, because the sword's the one he killed. Nothing was more satisfying than winning Duck Hunt. Oh, the custom games. Don't even get me started <laughs> on the custom game. Oh, jeez. Danny, what was your favorite part of Reach? Was it the infection mode? No, it was just like the normal shooting, like the normal um, team deathmatch mode. The infection was fun, but it got boring, you know? It's like, all right, let's all get in the corner. Crowd and Reach going to wait a while. Yeah, it's the that. best part. Yeah? Yeah. I guess how long can you hold then, out? And then watching your friends die one by one. Oh, I'm trying to get their ass when you do get infected, yeah. Feeling that noose get tighter and tighter as they close in. I don't I don't like how they blocked off certain places now where everyone used to hide. Yeah. But um three had a lot of custom games that were so fun. Like really, really fun. Uh I I made a couple maps, man. I remember that. It was Jenga. I, yeah, Jenga, the racing ones. The racing ones, the death bowl ones. Uh, fat kid. Oh, I gotta do fat kid. The infection fun. maps were so ambitious in Halo Three. So, Danny, I don't know if you know, Reach came out after Three. Yeah. But they took out the Forge editor, or at least they did. They didn't release it in uh, the PC version. I assume it's like a map editor type. Yeah, yeah. So the Forge editor basically lets you make maps from the ground up, pretty much. So like you could you could make anything, and like in the old days of Reach, people got really really creative with it, making like entire maps, pretty much. In 3, they had the same thing, and that's kind of where it first started. And they had, like, these gigantic maps. Like, maps that would take you, what do you think, Paul? Like, five minutes to get from one end to the other? On foot? Um, what do you mean? Not even. Well, like, large. Sand Trap? That's, uh, I never played Sand Trap. What about, what about the Death Wall? Trap. Death Wall. Oh, where, like the Guardians? Yeah, no, 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 where's the big rolling... A ball behind you, and they went through the map, oh, and you had the, to get the through ball everything? of sun. Yeah, that was in Reach. That wasn't really in Halo. All that way, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. My favorite uh, those maps were fun. Game mode was Infection in Halo, where uh, you had to run through the maze while like trying to get get obstacles out of the way while yeah. defending against the zombies spawning behind you. Okay, yeah, I played that. I played that, and then I played the version where where it's just where it's just everyone runs from the stupid uh, sun ball, and you have to try and get out. Because that was fun, because there were parts in there where it was hard to get out. Yeah, or Duck Hunt. Duck Hunt was very fun. There was a lot of good... You know what, can we go back to 2012? Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think, I think the best thing was just being messaged by like that one person. And making a Halo lobby if you want in. Message me back, everyone just messages him back. Get in there. It's a twenty-four man lobby. <laughs> that was, oh, I definitely faced that with Call of Duty. But everyone's yeah, in mic like, chat. Everybody's shouting on the mic. Everybody's yeah. vetoing the map picks. <laughs> hey, what, what you guys want to play? Do infection, fat kid. Bus stop kids. Oh my god, those are the good days. <laughs> and then uh, somebody would say, "Oh, I ain't got that game." And somebody else would be like, "I got me promote me." <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd make them lobby leader. Yeah. Oh, dude, those lobbies were so fun. They'd go on for hours. Oh my god, dude, they would. Everyone's screaming in the mic. Get out the way. Uh, 
Memories. I didn't like Reach as much as I played Halo 3, and I didn't play Reach as much as I played 3. And I played the shit out of Halo 3. I played the... I played the shit out of, um... All, like, from Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 to at least 3. I That was, like, my try-hard days. Oh, trying to be a pro gamer, MLG? No, just schooling people and just dominating the, the lobby with, like, three of my buddies... Three or four of my buddies and just going for nukes or just doing anything. Those were the good days. Dave, what game do you have nostalgia for? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. Oh, my I got God. the P3 really late into the life cycle, so, like, for the longest time, I was just a week. I was like, all right, let me play some Mario, Mario Galaxy, some uh, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. But, like, by the time I got my PS3, my own, very own PS3, I was all about Modern Warfare 3 because I just came out. So I skipped over the Modern Warfare 2 hype, but Modern Warfare 3, I spent like 2,000 hours in that game. Jesus. Even like prestige in, in the teens. Just thinking like, whoa. I think Modern Warfare 3, this shit hits. Modern Warfare 3 is the only Call of Duty that I had legit stats in. Because you know, like, in Modern Warfare, if you went back to that game, you would immediately get, ah, prestige 10. Uh, Modern Warfare 2, ah, uh, prestige 10. Everything unlocked. Oh, World at War Prestige 10, everything unlocked. Oh, because, like, hack lobbies or what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the hack lobbies. I... Black Ops 1 was fun, too. I The best thing I liked about... Black Ops 1 was really great. The, the little thing I liked about Modern Warfare 3 that I thought was just amazing is when you went over their calling card, you could see the past four Call of Duties and what prestiges they were in. Really? I'd never yeah. noticed that. So if you scroll over, you can see it from Black Ops 1 back to Modern Warfare 2 to World at War to Modern Warfare. Those four, you could see all the prestiges and see how far they got. <laughs> it was... Like, I would always... I only have prestige in one game, and that was Titanfall. Wait, what? Prestige didn't, like, interest you back then? Because that, like, that was, like, the goal. Like, all right, I'm going to get this shit high as high as I can. Like, oh, that was that's the thing. Is I was never really good at anything but Titanfall. Titanfall and uh, Halo were like the only competitive shooters that I was actually good at. Now the man, dude, getting getting the Prestige ten in uh in Modern Warfare three, and then them saying, "Ah, uh, yeah, we're releasing ten more Prestiges." I was like, "Are you kidding me, dude?" But the, the artwork didn't even look this different. Like it was just like a gold album and like a different. It just added album. Roman numerals. Oh, was that? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Oh man, so I, I still Prestiged. Yeah, yeah. I think I got to like fifteen. And then I was like, you know what? There's no point. I have everything. That's when I knew I was a degenerate. Dude, spend hours on video games because two fucking thousand hours. You know what? Time well spent. Time you enjoy spending yeah. is, not, is not wasted time. Time well spent. Would I do it again? Love? Absolutely not. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. I mean, the, the, the new Call of Duty, I like it. I like playing it, but it's just like, after a while, it's like, I can't. I can't keep playing it. It gets boring or what? It gets boring. Because that's the same thing for me. Like, yeah. They need like, to... I no longer have the patience to do one thing over and over. They need to release... Because it is the same thing. They need to release Call of Duty Ghosts 2. Then I'll get oh, back in. Google it. Don't you bring that cursed shit here. What are you talking about? You said you liked it. I did. I didn't say it deserved a sequel. Uh, I mean, I'm still wondering what happened to that kid that got thrown in the, in the, in the pit, man. <laughs> the one they dragged away. Yep. I want to know what happened. Because that, that's a cliffhanger. I want to know. What did Rourke do to whatever his name was? 
They didn't drag the player character away, though. Yeah, they right? did. They dragged the other guy away. No, they dragged the player character. They dragged his brother away, didn't they? Cause you, it was were the the, thing you were the brother. Game. That's who you played as. No, 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 I know. You played his brothers, <laughs> but they know. dragged away the other one. The one you didn't play as. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, you pulled up your gun, and you're trying to shoot at the guy as he's dragging him away. But you don't have any ammo. And the dude is just screaming as he's dragging him away. Was it? Let me see. Let me, let me pull it up. Now you get the fact checking out. Oh man. Alright, let me see if I can. Let me see. Let me, let me just bring it up real quick. Whoa, 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 what is this? What is this? It's a thing. Oh, this is oh, it's Streamlabs. I'm just gonna skip to the. You got him, Logan. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Spoilers, bro. Oh yeah, I guess they did drag you away. Yeah. <laughs> See? Oh. I just wanna know how he lived, dude. And why isn't your brother calling on the radio? Hey, he's alive! Look at what you did. Who knows? Good. All I remember from that campaign is the space mission. Nah, that was fun. You'd have been a hell of a ghost. But that's not gonna happen. There ain't gonna be any ghosts. Uh, Black Ops had the best story, in my opinion. We're gonna destroy him together. But at least the most memorable. And there you go. It's being dragged away. And then uh, Infinite Warfare had uh, Kevin Spacey. Okay, that's the one I bought. That's the one I wanted to get back into Call of Duty, then I realized, huh? Ugh. This game sucks. And then there you are. In the pit. Ah, oh, that's sweet to make the Skyrim movie. Did you just die in there? Oh, F. It just ends. And, uh, no one knows what happens. Cause, you know, there's no sequel. Which F. there should be. It didn't sell very well, and it was also, I think, the most hated Call of Duty. Everyone hates it! It was a good one! Dude, you get specialist, you have a good gun, you're dominating the entire game. Alright, so not bad. I think that's why, yeah. <laughs> just, just right there. I mean, I didn't play it, because at that point I was already done with my phase, but... I mean, I didn't even care. I think the other thing that pissed everything off was uh, getting the Juggernaut perk. Where you got a certain number of kills and you just put on Juggernaut armor. That just sounds oh. like it shouldn't be in the game. I don't know, man. It was good. It was a great game. Because the way you could customize perks and you could have as many perks as you want Because of the little slots and you get a certain number of slots you can have all you can only have three If you pick the really big numbers or you can have like 15 of like the tiny little ones 
It was great. It was it was fantastic. I, I remember the beginning gun being just broken as all hell. I don't remember the beginning. The uh, the honey badger. That eh, gun is garbage. <laughs> it had a crazy fire rate. Garbage. And it did the damage like uh, on par with a battle rifle. You want, me to, you want me to tell you what guns were good? No. Mtar. Great great gun in there. And then the MP, MP5 silence with fire rate and extended mag. That's all you need. Oh, somebody was a tryhard. I'm telling you, that that was like peak tryhard of me. That was peak tryhard. Alright, you know, man, I ran around with a saw in Scavenger Pro. Saw was fun. The the one thing that I will say that uh, Call of Duty Ghosts did good was um uh, the fucking destructible environment. Oh, yeah. I like that. That was, that, that was new. That was new. It was new in the Call yeah. of Duty world. I liked it. Like, uh, oh, you see a bunch of people fighting by that gas station? Shoot the sign and it falls over and kills them. Yeah. And you get caked for team killing on accident. <laughs> I like... Everyone probably hated all the microtransactions there. I think I spent... That's the most I've spent on microtransactions in that game. I bought almost every microtransaction. Except for, like, the DLC, because I was like, eh. The only DLC I ever bought for a shooter was for Titanfall. I bought the uh, Season Pass, so I got all the map packs when they dropped. I like the um, the field missions. You remember the field missions in Call of Duty? Uh, Ghost? No. Ghost? You don't remember? I do not. Randomly, randomly a, a briefcase would, would spawn off the dude. You pick it up, you get an objective to do something, you get either like a care package or something like that out of it. Call the care I package. I do not recall. You don't remember that? No. Or on like or on like the Michael Myers maps, if you complete it, you get to become Michael Myers. Oh, I remember those, the psycho maps, yeah. They call it psycho because they couldn't legally call it Michael Myers. Yeah. Everyone knew who it was though. Uh, they got the music fun. though. They got the they had music. Super armor and only a knife. They got the music though. No, you had a hatchet. Did you have a hatchet? I thought you had a knife. No, you had you had you had the axe or whatever he had. It was literally Michael Myers. They they had the music and everything. For for Cole. oh yeah, it yeah. was literally Michael Myers, yeah. huh? They they got the licensing for him. Dude, Snoop Dogg as your announcer is the best thing ever. <laughs> I don't know. Old games need to come back, but not as remasters. Everyone just needs to hop off all the new games and hop on the old ones. Mm, I don't know about that one. I would like some new games. Yeah. Well, I would like new games, so. but I want to go back to those Halo 24 man lobbies. Mm, leave them be dead. Let's see what else comes out. Because I want to play Cyberpunk 20. Actually, I'm looking forward to that. Actually, like this is the kind, these are the kind of like new games that are like, all right, finally, that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah, until it gets delayed. I'm waiting for Last wow. of Us 2 at the moment because I'm playing the first one, mm -hmm. streamed right here. Oh man, got plugged. Got plugged. Uh, plug, huh? But uh, yeah, I, I can't do story-driven games like Uncharted. I owned like a couple of the series. And I just never complete them. I want to play through them. They seem fun. Yeah, I'm on the opposite end. I only play story-driven games now. 
I appreciate the story more than I did back in the day. I older, mature, <laughs> you know, the ramifications of a, a society. Well, it's not just that. It's just like they put so much time into it. And it's like, ah, I would just like Mafia or L.A. Noir. I would just rush through it. Oh, uh, dude, like... Mafia 2 story yeah. was so good. I didn't pay attention to the story. Dude. I was too busy running around doing missions, killing people. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, you care about, but it's actually not. It's just the Goodfellas and the Godfather mixed together. Yeah. I want to play as Joe. Really good. Joe Pesci. I am Joe Pesci. Hey, what about Joe? Joe Pesci. Forget about it. In the early 2000s, where they had all those movie remakes for video games. Oh my god. Really uh, Mortal Kombat. Terminator for 360 Mortal Kombat. Or uh, my favorite, Scarface. What? Yeah, they had a Scarface GTA ripoff for the Xbox 360. What was it called? Scarface, the world is yours. Okay, wait, no. Oh, I thought you were talking about, I thought you were talking about uh, movies that were turned or the inspired by games. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's what I thought weird. you meant. Not games inspired by movies. Oh no, I mean those those were shit too. Dude, Mortal Scarface, Scarface, the world is yours was fun. They had so yeah. much, they had so much in depth, in depth stuff. You can you can launder your money. You can literally launder your money wasn't very good. I liked it. I loved it. It's kind of cringe. <laughs> cringe. Right, what else? What else? What else, man? You know? Um. Well, I mean, we are at the hour mark. Technically, we're at the hour and a half mark. All right, well, we're live for an hour and five minutes. Six. Oh. Now oh. six. Oh. Sneaky. Uh oh. <laughs> it's sneaky time. You know. Well, I guess it's a good I, place. Yeah, to end. I think you know games and game endings, things like that. I'm glad. Right, I'm glad. Thanks yeah. to our sponsor again, Marvin. Future sponsor, future sponsor. Cloud.com. what do you mean? If you are interested in Altera Cloud as a server for a service, then the links will be in the description. I'd like to uh, thank everybody for joining us here today. I have cool. been your host, Javier. Yeah, you're gonna... You're gonna you guys also want to outro yourselves? You're gonna outro us? Uh, you're doing the outro, you're gonna outro us? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. Well, I have been <laughs> one of your hosts, Javier, also joined by my fellow host, Danny. Hey there. <laughs> uh, we'll say goodbye. It's an outro, not an intro. Well, See ya. Again, I've been joined by my co-host, Danny. Howdy. Oh, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. All right, buddy. You had two times. That's it. All right, and Paul. All right. We'll see you next time. Thanks for joining.